Hello, 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 cuties. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. I'm your host, Ellie Schnitt. I'm so happy to see you here. I hope you had a great week. I hope you had a fun weekend. I hope you are having a good day. And if you're not, this is the place to be. Like, let's let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's feel a little bit better here in my metaphorical car. I'm not actually in a car, of course. I am in my coat closet. <laughs> I'm in my coat closet because I don't, it's the only place in my apartment that has good enough acoustics. I, listen, I don't want to brag too much, but (laughs) my apartment has really high ceilings, so I can't really record anywhere except for this like very cramped space. It was this or the bathroom. And sometimes my neighbors like, well, my fucking neighbors. I don't know how many of you follow me on Instagram, but my upstairs neighbors, they fuck so often and so loudly. I've never had anything like this. I've never lived in an apartment where I could hear, like, hear their voices. Like, you know, like sometimes you hear the bed creaking or, you know, you hear something on the floor or whatever. And like, that's annoying. That is nothing compared to the fact that I can hear not only this man's voice, like grunting, I can also hear this girl screaming at the top of her lungs. I Seriously, I have never heard anything like it. There is no way, like, as a sex haver myself and a sex haver with men, I... It's, it can't be that girl. It cannot be that good. It cannot be that good girl. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> even the best dick has never made me scream. Oh my God. Yes. 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 Like at the top of my lungs. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it. it it's, and I don't mean to sound like someone who's not having good sex because lucky for me, I am. But like, yeah, I've never in my life wanted to scream at the top of my lungs because it's not just the the words like she also screams like she's being murdered one of these days she is gonna (laughs) that's a really fucked up thing to say (laughs) i was gonna say that something is gonna happen but because i'm so used to hearing her scream i'm not gonna do anything about it because it's like she's like the neighbor who cried wolf that's fucked up though i obviously hope nothing bad ever happens to her (laughs) but like also um i hate both of them I hate them. I think it's the guy that lives there and he walks around like he's got bricks attached to his shoes. And lately he's been doing this thing and I do not know what he is doing. Like, I don't I have never experienced this. It sounds like he's just like, okay, this is what I think it is. I think he has like a basketball, like a full size, like um, what's the word for like a regulation basketball. And he's like dribbling all day long. I'm like almost positive that that is what is going on up there because it just is like banging, rhythmic banging, like at all hours of the day. And if he was doing it right, like I let it slide because I'm very nice. It's really fucking annoying, but I'm very nice. If he started doing it during recording, I would have to go up there and finally snap on him and just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Whatever it is, you have to stop. It has to end. I'm at a point where I'm like, (laughs) This is going to sound really, really insane, but I figured out which of the apartments it is that is directly above mine and is like causing this noise. Um, And then I looked at the packages that are downstairs that are like addressed to that address. And then I looked up the name (laughs) of the person just so I could see like, what am I working with here? Like if I see him in the building, like it's this guy. Okay. Got it. That's his girlfriend. Okay. Got it. That's their dog. Very cute. Got it. Like these people are crazy. One time they got in like a screaming fight in the hallway, like in the stairwell, you know? And I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Like I put my ear to the door, of course, because I'm fucking nosy, but, um, they're screaming at each other and like, it it was the craziest thing I've ever heard. At one point, he like threatened to jump out the window. At one point, he was talking about how he had like taken her phone and messaged uh, guys. And then he messaged a guy to hang out. And the guy that he messaged was like her cousin. So she was screaming at him and telling him he had a sickness. Like it was crazy. Um, And they're very toxic. And I guess that's probably why the sex is so good. (laughs) Not to advocate toxic relationships, because obviously we don't we don't advocate for that here. But I guess it makes sense that that's that that is the only possible explanation for the sounds that are coming out of this woman's mouth. Um, 
the toxicity just has to be doing it for her in some some way. But frankly, I think they can both do better um, because, you know, you don't want to be in a relationship with someone where you're screaming at them in the hallway and telling them that they have a sickness. You don't want to do that. That's not what we want. Also, the other night I came home um, from my friend's place and I like saw this couple in the hallway and I thought maybe it was them. And I was like, um, hi, excuse me. Uh, do you happen to live in apartment XYZ? And the guy goes, oh, no, we're not that couple. <laughs> like the whole building hates them. So it's not just me. But anyway, that's kind of like my update on my life. Somebody DM'd me and was like, Hey, like, it's been a long time since we've heard from you. Like, could you give us a, an overview of like what's new in your life? That's been my biggest drama of the last several months, probably five months, maybe six months. Other than that, in the last two years, I moved into my own place. So I live alone now. Very exciting. Hooray, a one bedroom. I had a boyfriend for a while and now I don't. <laughs> I started taking Lexapro, huge, and not much else. Uh, honestly, I'm sure there are things. Oh, I started drinking gin. I drink gin now, not vodka. Gin is my drink, gin and water. And I, my coffee drink, iced coffee, almond milk, cinnamon dolce sauce, but now they don't have the cinnamon dolce sauce anymore. So I'm looking for a new flavor shot to put into my coffee. If anybody has any recommendations, I'd love to hear it. And I guess that's kind of my update of my life. Um, this is supposed to be like the weekend update segment. By the way, I'm really excited that we're like able to have a real episode now. Like this is like real episode. We're really getting into the meat of the thing. There's no business that we have to address. Yeah, I guess that's my update. I'm trying to think if anything happened this weekend. The only thing I can think of that happened to me this weekend <laughs> is that I, I went out in Bushwick, which like I... <sighs> I only did because I love my friend very much and she wanted to go. If you don't live in New York, Bushwick is like if you picture the absolute hipsteriest hipsters in Brooklyn, like that's where they live. Obviously, I am a Manhattan girl and that's not really my vibe. But we went to this bar called Carmelo's. We went out. We met these very, these guys were really, really nice. They were very hipstery, but they were very nice. And I went home before midnight. We both were like, yeah, I'm good. And this guy that I've kind of been seeing who's really great. I'll give him a nickname at some point if he sticks around. I, I actually saved his number in my phone, which means things are getting uh, kind of serious. Haven't followed him back on Instagram, though. That's, that's the true test. So he texted me and he was like, hey, like, meet me at Flower Shop. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was sort of like, I kind of wanted to do it because like, he's cool. <laughs> and I think it would have been fun to meet him out. I got home and it was like I was in a trance. I like walked in my apartment, truly intending to like freshen up a little and then go meet him out. I got home. I like put my sweatpants on. It took my pants off, put my sweatpants on. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> like there was, there was just no thought of leaving the house once I was in the house and the sweatpants were on, which just goes to show like, <sighs> I might be single for a while because I will always choose my own bed, my own sweatpants over seeing a guy, even a guy that I like, you know, that I'm interested in. And I don't regret that one bit. I think going to bed was the right choice. <laughs> but yeah, today is I'm recording on Wednesday. But when you hear this, it'll be the day after Valentine's Day, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, Valentine's Day is on Monday. Do you guys have Valentine's? Are you excited for the holiday? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Today, we are going to talk about rotting. <laughs> We're going to talk about how we are going to not rot anymore, basically. We're going to do a What My Therapist Said to Me This Week segment. We're going to do a DM about Valentine's Day. And that is what we're going to cover today. So um, without further ado, let's get on into that. It's not mean to show you I will never let you go. I think anyone who knows me is more than aware that I'm not exactly the best cook. Um, I wouldn't even call myself a cook, actually. I am somebody who basically 
heats things up. And that means that I don't get to have a lot of super delicious meals when I'm cooking at home, uh, which makes dinners and weeknights and whatever, like not very fun for me. But what I really, really love is Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Even a girl like me, who is simply not a chef, is able to heat up a Factor meal and have a delicious chef quality, restaurant quality meal, which I really appreciate. And it's ready to go in just two minutes, which is also good for me as someone who's super lazy. Also, every Factor meal is a chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go. And you have over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, if those are things you're interested in, which I'm not. I just want to eat something that tastes good. And if it happens to be healthy, that's great. And everything I've made from Factor has been super, super tasty. And like, I'm not saying I'm a picky eater, but like, I don't like everything. And everything I've had has been absolutely delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash LND50 and use code LND50 to get 50% off if this sounds like something that you would be interested in. That is code LND50 at factormeals.com slash LND50 to get 50% off. Thank you to BetterHelp for supporting the show. What's the first thing you'd want to do if you had an extra hour every day? Take a nap, work on a skill. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've used BetterHelp at various points in my life for different mental health support, whether it be a lifelong struggle like depression or a specific instance like grief counseling. BetterHelp has been there to offer me the tools I need. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online, so it's convenient for everybody. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot L-N-D. So rotting. What what the fuck am I talking about when I say rotting? Yeah, so this is a term that Michaela and I have been using, my friend Michaela. Um, we've been using to describe that like winter thing you do where you like just let your seasonal depression win a little bit. Um, you stay in the house more than you would. You don't really clean your apartment. You just sit on the couch and watch TV and you rot. And you don't take care of the things you need to take care of. Like you literally just rot. Maybe you don't see friends as much as you want to. Maybe you just don't eat healthy meals or you don't go to the gym. Like you just like don't take care of yourself the way that you like to take care of yourself. That's rotting. And the thing about rotting is rotting, like everything, is really good in moderation. I am the biggest fan of letting yourself rot once in a while as a treat. Like I save my Sundays for rotting. I do not leave the house on Sundays. I rot on Sundays. I like get up late. I don't shower. Well, I shower at night. But during the day, I don't shower. I don't like fix my face that probably has makeup smeared on it from the night before. I like order a bagel. I sit on the couch and I don't move. I watch TV all day or watch movies all day. I play on my phone. I play on my switch. Like I do whatever, but I don't fucking move. I rot. And the rotting helps me to... I don't know, like live my life a little bit better because then I don't rot during the week because I had the one day of rotting where I allowed myself to rot. Um, do not take a shot for every time I say rot in this episode because you will not survive. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really hard. And I think especially when it comes to seasonal depression, it's hard sometimes to not rot. And especially with because of the pandemic, a lot of us are working from home the temptation to lay in bed all day has, I think, never been stronger. I don't know about you guys, but I am a person who thrives on routine. Well, I haven't really had a job for a while. So like, I had a really hard time forcing myself to have a routine. And if I'm just being completely honest, I didn't. I did not force myself to have a routine. I didn't. I let myself rot. And especially like, I've been trying to be better this year. But like, the last two weeks or so, I, I really did let the depression win a little bit. And I was like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm tired and I don't want to do anything. And so I stayed in. I stayed home. I still like saw friends and stuff, but I didn't clean my apartment. I didn't do laundry. 
the dishes like stacked up. I didn't take the trash out. I didn't go on flirty little walks. I didn't do the things that I know make me feel better. And I think it's such a bizarre thing. Like how many of you out there love it when your life feels like it's in order? How many of you like when you are living in a clean space and you're like doing your chores like in a in a schedule and you know you've got clean clothes, clean sheets, your bed's made, no dishes in the sink and you cook dinner and you're eating healthy and you're walking and like you're you're doing all the things that you know maybe you're going to the gym if you're a gym person or you're going to classes like um like workout classes if you're a workout class person. You feel on top of your work, you feel on top of your schoolwork or whatever you're doing like you feel like the best fucking version of yourself. And those things feel good. They are enjoyable. They make you feel better. And you know that. But sometimes you can't fucking get yourself to do it. Like I have that problem where I love how it feels to live in a clean space. But I have such a hard time getting myself to do it. And it's not that the task is too hard. It's not that it takes so much time. Like the worst is when you have this chore, this task you have to get done. And in your head, you build it up and you're like, oh my God, it's going to take so long. And so you put it off and you put it off and you put it off. And then you finally do it. And it takes five minutes humiliating. One of the worst feelings is like, why the fuck didn't I just do that? It took five seconds. Oh, you've got a phone call you need to make. Are you going to make it? No, because it seems like it's too much work. But is it? No, it takes two minutes. And then you have something that you accomplished. Um, And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have any real understanding of why we do this, like why this is part of the human brain. But I do have kind of a theory. I think it has to do with anxiety in a sense. Like you've heard of fight and flight, right? Like your two um, chemical brain responses when you're up against a situation that causes you stress is fight or flight, face it head on or run away. And the other one, you know, is freeze. And we don't talk about freeze that much. There's fight, there's flight, there's freeze. And for me, when I get stressed out, I freeze. I freeze. If I feel overwhelmed, I freeze and I just don't do anything. And then it makes me more stressed out. It's not that I'm doing like destructive behaviors. It's not that I'm doing anything that actually makes me feel better. I just don't do anything. I rot. I let myself rot and then it gets worse because I get so stressed out about the things that I haven't done. But then because I put it off for so long, it's going to take even longer than it thought it was going to take the first time. And then all of a sudden, I'm even more anxious. And then I still do nothing. I freeze. Um, And I think that's like a pretty common response, especially in the winter. I think it's really, really hard to get yourself to get your life together. But all of that said, I have been working really, really hard this year on doing things. (laughs) I'm just doing it and not rotting, letting myself rot as a treat, but not rotting like all the time. And I just wanted to share some of the things that have been helping me, um, because if uh, you're like me and you've let your life turn into kind of a mess and you don't even know where to start, I think this could be helpful. And again, like I don't want to sit here and act like I'm some fucking expert on like, you know, those being that girl TikToks where it's like, you know, she gets up at 5 a.m goes to the gym, drinks 10 gallons of water with little lemon squeeze in it. She eats a salad for lunch. And it's like, good for you if you're that person. I am not and I never will be that person. But I'm going to do my version of that. I'm going to do my best approximation of not being that girl, but maybe just being this girl. So what have I been doing? What have I been doing? First of all, I think I have object permanence issues. If I don't see something physically written down, it doesn't exist. I won't do it. So I bought a daily planner off Amazon, just like a very simple one that has a schedule on it, that has a to-do list on it, has like um, a top three things to like prioritize, uh, and then a little note section. It's just a daily planner. It's not dated. You just put in the date, you circle the day of the week. And that has helped me tremendously because literally seeing written out and nothing, by the way, is too small to write down that you need to do. I write down like make lunch just so I can check it off and feel something. I write down, yeah, all everything. Take out the trash, do the dishes, like every task that I need to do, big or small, I write it down. Um, 
Because again, I literally won't do it unless I see that I have to do it. It's also helped me if I write it down the night before. Like I don't do it the day of, I do it the night before because it almost feels like then I'm being accountable to myself. Like I gave myself a deadline and I have to do it. So yeah, the planner has really, really helped me just to force myself to do stuff. <laughs> and also just to, to see it written out sometimes makes it so much less intimidating. Like when I think to myself, oh my God, my apartment is such a mess. Oh my God, I have all these things to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Versus, okay, I need to pick up the clothes on my floor and put them in the hamper. I need to do the dishes and I need to vacuum. That's three things. I can do three things. Anyone can do three things. And if you think about the time that that's going to take, I mean, what is that? Like an hour maximum? You have an hour in your day. You know what I mean? And again, I don't fucking do it every day. I fail some days, but it's okay because you can always get back on the horse and try again tomorrow. Something else that has helped me that sounds really, really silly, really, really silly. And you're going to look at me like I'm fucking crazy. But my therapist told me that I should start making my bed every day. And I was like, why? Because my, I like never have done that. My mom never made me make my bed. And that's just never been something that I've done in my life. I started making my bed every day. It soothes me in a way that words have never been able to. Something about coming into my room at the end of the day and like I have this made bed, even if it's like kind of shittily made, the comforter is just kind of pulled over and the pillows are stacked or whatever. It fills me with so much calm. It makes me feel so much better. I don't even know how to explain it. And it takes two seconds. I get out of bed. I just like pull the sheet up and and it makes me feel better. And it makes me feel like, you know what? Even if I've done nothing else, I made my bed. I saw a TikTok once that was like, you are only responsible for doing two things every day, making your bed and brushing your teeth. And I was like, you know what? I can make my bed and brush my teeth every day. <laughs> and even if it feels a little bit silly and you're like anti-making your bed, try it. Try it for oh, five days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Try it every day and tell me how you feel. And if you, if you honestly don't feel better, I think you're lying because there's something about it that just, it just makes me feel better. I don't know. And the third thing that has helped me, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, it is a flirty little walk, which is just what I call walks to make them sound more fun. Obviously, it's fucking cold out. And I don't like walking around when it's cold out. No one likes walking around when it's cold out. But sitting in your apartment all day, as nice as that might sound, it is not going to make you very happy. So I put on my favorite podcast or I put on some music. And literally, if it's cold, I will go around the block two times. 20 minutes, not even. 10 minutes, five minutes. As long as I get out. Also, I'll count it as a flirty little walk if I like walk to CVS. Or if I like, you know, walk to the grocery store, that counts. Walking anywhere counts. In the winter, in the summer, like in the spring, fall, whatever, you should walk because it's nice out. But in the winter, if, as long as you get out of the house and you try, that counts as a flirty little walk. Um, I've had questions before about why is it a flirty little walk? It literally is just because I wanted to make it sound more fun for myself because I'm <laughs> not motivated ever to do anything that's good for me. Um, but calling it a flirty little walk and posting about it on Instagram has actually really helped me. And I hate it. I hate that like fitnessy people are right when they say that moving your body uh, makes you feel better. But it fucking does. <laughs> and it does piss me off. Like it does. I will walk around the block angry. Like I literally will be in my like, okay, you know when Ron Swanson gets a cold or he has the flu or something in Parks and Rec and he's like bundled up in like six coats in his office and his nose is all red and he just looks miserable and angry, pissed off. That's me sometimes walking around the block for my flirty little walk. I'm like pissed. I'm like, I don't want to do this. This fucking sucks. I hate it. But I do it. And it always makes me feel better. It has never not made me feel better, which is something I just remind myself every time I do it. Like, even if you hate this, you are never, ever going to regret moving your body even for 10 minutes. I think sometimes I get into like an, 
like an all or nothing mentality where it feels like either I have to clean everything all at once or I don't clean it all. Either I go to the gym and do like a really hard workout or I don't do anything at all. And really, you can just do one or two things. You can just do one or two things and I promise it'll make you feel better. Like just doing something can help get you out of a rut. You don't have to do everything. But just doing something every day um, will help you to not rot. And again, I think it's okay to rot. Like I have no issue with taking care of yourself in that way. If like your self-care is literally sitting on the couch and watching Encanto three times in a row on a Sunday, then fuck it. Like that's your self-care. You needed that probably. But you can't do that every day as much as you want to. You can't rot every day because then it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a treat. It doesn't feel like you're resting. It just kind of feels like you're rotting. Rotting girl winter. (laughs) And we're not doing it, okay? We're not rotting anymore. It's February, which means spring is coming at some point in the near future. And it'll be warmer and we'll automatically feel better when we have some buds and leaves on the trees. But might as well get started now. No more rotting. You can rot in January. You can't rot in February. Michaela and I do it almost like a point system, like Weight Watchers. (laughs) Like if you do certain activities, then you get extra rotting points. Like if you go to the gym, then you get an extra, you know, day to rot in the week because you did like an extreme activity. She volunteers at um, a homeless shelter for women, like a women's center. And whenever she does that on Mondays, I'm like, okay, you get an extra rotting day because you did a really good deed. So it's like, Treat rotting as a treat instead of as something that your depression or what your anxiety or whatever is forcing you to do. And yeah, I don't know. That's all I really have to say about it. Like, I'm again, I'm not going to pretend like I am perfect and I do this every day. Like, <laughs> I don't. You should see my apartment right now. It's not bad, but it is not good. My bedroom looks like a potato flew around the room. It's not great, but I'm going to clean it. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. It's just annoying. I actually have to clean it because long story short, very long story short, I don't even know how I got into this situation, but I'm watching my ex's aunt's dog this weekend. (laughs) I don't, I literally don't know why I agreed to do this. Well, she's a very nice lady. It's a very nice dog. And she was clearly desperate to have asked me and like, fuck it. I'm not doing anything this weekend. I can watch a dog. But like, yeah, so I have to clean my apartment so that the dog doesn't like, I don't know, eat one of my bras. I don't know. I haven't had a dog in a really long time. (laughs) So that should be an adventure. I'll update you guys on that next week. But that is rotting, anti-rotting 101. If you have any tips of how to get yourself out of a rotting stage, things that you do that you find are really, really helpful, um, you can DM them to me and I can read them next week and we can have a little powwow about other anti-rotting activities. But yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad I did this segment because it's going to be holding me accountable to clean my room since I talked about it. I have to pick up the clothes on my floor. I'm going to do that. And honestly, if I don't, you yell at me because I have to do it. But also, if you are in a rotting phase and you feel yourself rotting and you're stressed out about it, it's okay. It seriously is okay. We all have those moments where we're like, oh my God, I haven't left the house in a week. Like, unclear how that happened. Oh my God, I have four days worth of dishes piled up in my sink. Oh my God, I've ordered out every night this week. Like, everybody goes through those phases and like, don't beat yourself up about it. My advice to you though is try to do one thing, literally one small thing. Even if that one small thing is just take a shower. Even if that one small thing is... I don't know, use like a Clorox wipe and wipe down your sink. Like whatever it is, just do one little tiny thing. And I think you will start to feel a little bit better. I mean, I hate that like doing things that are good for you also makes you feel good because when I am feeling down and I'm feeling depressed or whatever, the last thing I want to do is things that are good for me. Like I want to eat junk food. I want to go out and party. I want to lay on a pile of clothes in my bedroom. But It just, you know, it doesn't make you feel better. It really never does. It might feel good in the moment to not do anything, but it never feels good after. Well, sometimes it feels good after the fact, but only when you rot as a treat. Rotting is not a lifestyle. Rotting is a treat. Okay. 
<laughs> that's pretty much all I have to say about that for today. Um, again, send me your anti-rotting strategies and I'll read them next week. And let's get into our next segment. Let's talk about what my therapist said to me this week. There are so many things my therapist has said to me in the last year or so that I'm excited to share with you. I feel like I have made crazy strides in therapy, but along the subject, let's let, we're going to talk about two little things in here. First, I want to continue on from what we were just talking about, an advice, a piece of advice that she gave me to help me actually do the shit that I need to do. And you know what she said? She said, you know, when you have things that you need to do, even if they're not hard and they're just annoying, you don't have to love doing it. You're allowed to fucking hate it. You're allowed to complain the entire time that you do it. And I don't know why, but that unlocked something in me. Like my whole life, I felt like I should be waiting to have this like beautiful spark of motivation to clean and like feel really excited about it and good about it and like enjoy it. I have always felt like I should have this like internal excitement. Like I should be excited to go to the gym and then I'll go. I should be excited to do the dishes and then I'll do them. I should be excited to, I don't know, do whatever it is that I need to be doing. That sucks and I don't really enjoy that much. I always felt like I should be excited to do it and wait. And I waited to feel that way to ever do it. But the problem with waiting for motivation is it is fleeting and it doesn't happen. And something about her telling me I'm allowed to hate it and I'm allowed to whine about it and complain about it is like the most liberating thing I've ever heard. So now I'll be like, I have to do the dishes. I do not want to do the fucking dishes. Even though it's not hard, it's just annoying. I'm allowed to be like, ugh, <laughs> oh, I hate this. It sucks. I hate it. I feel so sorry for myself. This sucks. I don't want to do it. It's stupid. And I will stand in my apartment and complain, and then I'll still do it. And I'm allowed to groan the whole time I'm scrubbing fucking pots or whatever. I'm allowed to be like, I hate this. This fucking sucks. But guess what? I do it anyways. I do it even though it sucks. I do it even though it's annoying. I do it even though I'm complaining about it. And weirdly enough, that helps more than any other piece of advice I've ever seen. I always used to follow like motivational accounts, right? Like aspirational quotes and like I'd follow these girls who seemed like they just really loved cleaning and really loved having their lives together. They're really cheerful and perky about everything. And they're so excited to like do an arms workout. And it's like, that's great. I wish I felt like that. I wish that that was my vibe. It's not my vibe. My vibe is whining. My vibe is complaining, but doing it anyway. It's like, um, Glennon Doyle has a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. And it's like, we can do hard things. We can. We absolutely can. We have done hard things all our lives. We have done harder things than taking care of ourselves. But we don't have to like it. We can also complain about it. We can also fucking be miserable the whole time we're doing it as long as we do it. There's something really funny. It's like that meme of the penguin who made the valentine, but it's like angry about it. That's me doing self-care things like me doing my laundry. I'm pissed about it, but I'm doing it because I love myself and I want to live a nice life. Um, But yeah, I'll text my friends and we like have this. um, Now they know this about me. We have this whole thing where I'm I feel like I can text my friends and just be like, I don't want to do the dishes. This sucks. I hate it. And they're like, I know, but you're going to do it. And I was like, I know, but I'm going to whine about it. Um, and just having that support from people who understand that, amazing. 10 out of 10. So that's kind of something she said to me this week that I was like, holy shit, that just changed my life. Like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to be excited to do it. You can literally hate it and still do it. And I'm sure there are going to be some of you listening to this like, yeah, duh. But for me, it's just not something I ever understood. I think it would have helped me a lot to know this sooner, especially with school stuff. Like, oh my God, I always felt like there was something wrong with me because I hated doing math homework. I hated it. I wasn't bad at math. I just hated doing it. And all of math is like practice, right? Like you just, you practice till you know it and then you know it for the test and then you forget it. <laughs> I don't remember any math. I can't even add. I have to use my fingers. But like when I would actually try, 
I could do it. I was good at it. And it was even kind of fun. But because it never felt good to me, I never wanted to do it. Instead of complaining about it, hating it, but doing it, I just didn't do it. I'm happy with where my life ended up. But I do regret not like trying a little bit harder in school because I miss learning. Um, so yeah, I feel like if I had tried a little bit harder, I would have been a lot less stressed in school because I would have had that understanding of like, I hate this, but I'm still going to do it instead of being like, I'm waiting to feel like I want to do it when that feeling's never going to come because I hate doing math homework. Yeah, that really just unlocked something for me. And overall, I'm just really, really trying to just take better care of myself. And it's really hard. It's really hard when you're an adult and you're living on your own and like you are the only person who's responsible for you. It's really hard because I'm prone to letting myself off the hook. But that's not helpful. But yeah, that is something she said to me this week that really, I think is maybe going to change my life a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. Okay, I know I said I had two pieces of advice, but I want to get to this DM about Valentine's Day. So I'm going to save that little piece of advice for next week. Ooh, she's, she's teasing. <laughs> Just a little uh, trailer, a little teaser for next week so you get excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up our little motivational, don't be that girl, be this girl, anti-rotting, just get your life together, girl, you've got this segment. And remember, you don't have to do everything, but let's try to just do something. That's all I ask. That's all that anybody could ever ask. You don't need to be perfect at all. You just need to try. That's all. And without further ado, let's get into our DM about Valentine's Day. It's too late not to let it go. And that's why I wish you the best to say goodbye. Okay, so Valentine's Day will have already passed um, by the time this episode comes out. So sorry if this is a day too late. It is a day too late. I just feel like it's important to talk about Valentine's Day because, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I love Valentine's Day. I've only had one proper Valentine in my entire life, but I love Valentine's Day. I think it's really cute that we have a holiday that celebrates love. And I think it's silly that we act like only people, the only people who can celebrate Valentine's Day are people who are celebrating romantic love because I don't know about you, but I have a lot of love in my life that I want to celebrate. So I always make silly Comic Sans Valentines <laughs> for my friends and my family. Last year, I sent them to my agents and my managers, too. <laughs> that was a little weird. I'll be honest. We didn't know each other that well. And I was like, here's this weird Comic Sans Valentine with a pun about management that I made for you. And they were like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, I like Valentine's Day. I think it's a really cute holiday. And I think that... If you are feeling a little bit sad because you didn't have a Valentine, don't feel sad. <laughs> Sorry, that's like the worst advice ever. If you're feeling sad, have you tried don't? Um, <laughs> sorry. What I, what I mean by that is like you don't need a romantic Valentine to celebrate Valentine's Day or feel like you're worthy. And also like, I don't know, I love you. And I'm sure your friends love you. Your family loves you. Like you have love in your life and that's worth celebrating. So don't sweat it. And one year you will have a perfect Valentine who will drink wine in the bathtub with you. That's my ideal Valentine's Day. But I got this like DM about Valentine's Day and it's funny. So I wanted to read it and give a little bit of advice. Ooh, first you first DM ever. Oh, also, yes. Yeah, so the the voicemail line is going to be set up. It won't be for this episode or next episode, but the one after that, um, it will be set up. But for now, you can just send me DMs. Um, and you can always just send me DMs of things if you want me to read them. So yeah, this is from. Actually, I'm not going to say her name because she didn't say if that was okay. But I got this DM and she said, "I've been seeing this guy for a few weeks, and I like spending time with him, but I am not looking for a relationship because I just got out of one a few months ago. He knows that, but he's taking me out on Valentine's Day." Okay, great. See, it sounds like she's communicated that she's not looking for a relationship, but she's going out with this guy on Valentine's Day. Great. Also, we are not exclusive, but I think he wants to be, but I still want to date other people. Okay. Second part, this feels like a third part because that second part sounds like the not exclusive wanting to be exclusive part. Okay. 
Second part, I have a potential date for this weekend, but he matched with one of my roommates on Hinge as well. So two things. One, is that weird that he matched with my roommate, but they didn't talk at all? Two, is it okay to keep dating other people and have a Valentine's date? Help. Okay. Overall message here, if you're not exclusive, you can date other people. That is the definition of being not exclusive. When you're exclusive, you are only dating each other. When you're not exclusive, you are dating other people, presumably. Like, I'm seeing this guy. I'm not seeing other people, but I could see other people if I wanted to because we're not exclusive. And he can see other people if he wants to because we're not exclusive. I'm not because I don't have the attention span to see more than one person at a time. (laughs) But if I wanted to, I could be. So that is the first bit of advice I just want to say. If you are not exclusive, you are not exclusive. You do not have to feel bad about going on a date with somebody other than the person you're seeing if you are not exclusive. But I also think you should ask yourself, like, it sounds like this guy that you're talking to that you're seeing on Valentine's Day is, you know, receptive to communication and, and you know, he seems like he likes you and you aren't ready or you don't like him enough to like really want to be exclusive. And I would maybe just think about that because it sounds like and obviously I don't know. I don't know his side of the story. It sounds like he might like you a little more than you like him and you are fully allowed to explore your options. But just like keep that in mind because I think you don't want to obviously hurt this person. Okay. And secondly, it's not weird that he matched with your roommate because imagine if she was just a random person you didn't know. Like, presumably, he's matching with other people because he's on a dating app, and so are you. And he had no way of knowing that that was your roommate. He's probably matched with a lot of other people, and so have you, you know? Um, It's not a weird thing that he's done that. If they didn't talk, I mean, God, (laughs) you should see the long list of people that I have matched with on dating apps that I've never spoken to. I feel absolutely no. If one of those guys started dating someone I knew, I would be like, okay, (laughs) cool. (laughs) Clearly, I wasn't even interested enough in you to message you on this dating app, let alone like see you. So um, I wouldn't worry about that at all. The thing about dating apps is like, you can match with 100 people and only actually hang out with one, right? And like all those other people, maybe you had a momentary attraction to them, but you clearly didn't want to actually see them. So that is what it is. I mean, that and that's a tricky thing about dating apps in general is like, it's hard to know the difference between just like a physical attraction and actually someone you want to see. But I think it's a good sign that like he, this guy has asked you on a date right? Like he didn't message your roommate, he messaged you. So I wouldn't overthink that part of it. And I also feel like we're putting so much emphasis here on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is just a silly holiday. Like you guys are not dating, you're not exclusive. He wants to take you out on Valentine's Day because you're seeing each other and like maybe he wants you to be his Valentine. But until that day comes when he's like, I want to be exclusive, I want to date just you, and you say, yes, I also want to be exclusive and date just you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I completely understand where you're coming from, and I understand that like Valentine's Day seems like this like really big romantic thing and like basically like, oh, we're dating if you take me out on Valentine's Day, but that's not really the case at all, is it? Like, it's just another day. It's just another date, and I wouldn't overthink that. And also like, You don't want to lock yourself down to someone that you're not 100% sure on. And it sounds like you're not 100% sure on him. So like when we're dating people, like boyfriend, girlfriend, dating someone or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever. When you're dating someone, you're exclusive with them and you really like them, you're dating them. You want that to be because that is the person that you chose and they chose you and you both want each other like equally and like you want this and you're not settling just because they're the first person to ask you, right? Like they just happen to be the person you were dating for the longest or whatever. Like you want it to feel like an active choice and like you really wanted him and like you, you know, you explored other options, but like he's the one that you wanted. I feel like that's what you're looking for. If you didn't go on this other date just out of, I guess, deference to this other guy who you're not exclusive with, I think it would almost feel like you were settling and I, and I don't mean to say that like this guy you're going on a date. I mean, I'm interpreting this sort of like you don't really like <laughs> this guy. You said you like him a lot, but I mean, you said from the jump that you don't want to be in a relationship right now. 
So like you honestly, it's better for you to keep like dating casually because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're not ready to be in a relationship, but you've only been dating one person. and All of a sudden you've been going on dates for six months and someone is going to get their heart broken. One or both of you, you know? I think it's it's so understandable and so easy to get yourself in that situation. But I just think like, I want you to go out with somebody and like be with them because it feels so good to be with them because they make you like giggle when you look at their name on your phone because you like think about them all the time. You want to talk to them. You want to hang out with them. You think that they are interesting and smart and funny and like everything you've been looking for. Like that is why you want to date someone. Not because you just happen to be dating them when Valentine's Day rolled around. You know what I mean? So go on a date. Have fun on the date. Who knows? Maybe you'll really like this guy that you're going out with from Hinge. Don't even think about the fact that he matched with your roommate. That, like, I promise doesn't matter at all. And maybe one day it'll be a funny story that she can tell at your wedding. (laughs) Wait, am I moving too fast here? If there's one message I want you to always take away from this podcast is like, we do not settle. We absolutely do not settle. We do not date someone just because they're like nice to us. That's not a re- They should be nice to you. We don't date someone just because we like kind of like hanging out with them. That There's so many people that I kind of like hanging out with. You date someone because you like really feel that spark because you want to know so much. You want to know everything about them. You know, you... They make you happier. They make you a better person. They excite you and they get you out of your comfort zone. And like they do these things and they're like clearly a good partner and a good communicator. And like you should never feel just like, yeah, I mean, I, I like spending time with him. It's it, He's nice. I don't really want to settle down with him, though. Like that is not who we date. That is never, ever who we date. We date the people we are really excited about. But that's it. All I want ever for you guys is to find somebody that you are really excited about. And until you do, fuck it, date around. Like, (laughs) seriously, date. Date whoever you want to date because, like, you're not exclusive. You're not. You don't owe somebody something just because you've gone on a couple dates with them. You don't owe anyone anything just because, like, you've had sex with them. You don't, I mean, you owe them maybe, like, some respect or, like, a, hey, I'm not really feeling it text, but you don't owe them a relationship. You don't owe them anything. Like, Dating is kind of a zero-sum game, right? You win or you lose. (laughs) You're in a really... That sounds really fucked up. I don't mean it like that. I just mean like they're the one or they're not. Maybe they're the one for now and and that's great too. Maybe it's something casual. That's great too. There's obviously nuance you can put in there. But really dating is inherently selfish because like you're looking for the right person for you. They're looking for the right person for them. And sometimes... Someone thinks you're the right person for them, but you don't see it and vice versa. And you just cannot feel guilty about looking for that person. So I hope that that's helpful. And I'd also love to hear what you decided to do and how that other date went when you go on it. So thank you for sending that DM. I thought it was like the perfect little thing to talk about for Valentine's Day coming up. And also just like dating is so complicated in general. I feel like there's all these rules we think we have to follow. But really, the only rule is like be nice to each other, respect each other and like go off and find your person. I hate the phrase your person. Go off and find the one. I mean, I'm a hopeless romantic. I believe that that exists. So, you know, uh, as long as you're like being nice to people, like do do what makes you happy and do what makes you feel good. and like. Fuck it. Yeah. Go on a hundred dates in a week if you want to. I don't know how you would achieve that. And if you ever do, that's really impressive. And I want to hear about it. But like, seriously, do whatever you want. Like, (laughs) you don't owe this guy anything. You really, really don't. You rarely owe men anything just generally. But also like in dating, the most you owe to somebody is respect. That's it. So that is my advice. That is our DM segment. And that is kind of our episode. Let me give you the song of the week, our mantra going into the week. And the song this week is another one of my favorites. Okay, see, I feel like because we've been gone for so long, I feel like I need to like show you all my new favorite songs. Um, So that's kind of what if you've seen this like on my story, um, sorry, but also listen, these are my favorite songs and I want to share them with you. (laughs) Okay, the song of the week this week is Cloud Nine by Beach Bunny. And listen, 
Cloud Nine is our song this week because Valentine's Day, first of all, it's a very romantic song. And second, this is how I want you to feel. Like when you meet the right person and you're with the right person, it's supposed to feel like this. It's supposed to feel like this song. And if it doesn't feel like this song, don't settle. We are not settling. Fucking hashtag no settle. No rotting and no settling. That is what I want you to take away this week. We are not rotting except as a treat and we are never, ever settling. So yeah, that's our episode this week. That was episode two. Um, it feels so good to be like back on the mic, back doing the thing. It's really fun to be able to talk to you guys about all this shit I've learned over the last year. And also like, it's really exciting getting to do like the first, you know, listener DM of like, all right, it's starting. Like we're doing this. We're doing advice. Like I'm so excited. And I'm excited to hear your crazy, ridiculous scenarios. I'm really excited to hear your stressful, you know, work situations or whatever. Like whatever it is that you want to talk about, send me a DM. I'm working on setting up the voicemail line right now, but it is taking, uh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not very technologically <laughs> advanced. So it's a little hard for me. And next week, we're having our very first guest. It's my best friend in the whole world, Michaela Oakland. Um, we're going to have some fun discussions, but please send any DMs of things that you'd like her perspective on. And yeah, if you uh, are a Taylor Swift fan, you can listen to my Taylor Swift um, live show slash podcast on Spotify Green Room. It's on every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We just talk about Taylor Swift lyrics for an hour every week. There's a chat. It's really fun. And that's called Taylor Talk. You can find it on Spotify. Episodes go up on Thursdays, like the saved episodes from the live show. This show is out every Tuesday. Um, and make sure that you are subscribed and maybe you're leaving reviews and sending it to a friend. I am actually blown away by the response and how sweet you guys have been. Everyone tagging me in their stories, um, the, the DMs I've gotten of just like support and love and the nice tweets. And like, I... I truly am blown away by your support. Um, I could never, ever do any of this without you. I couldn't. So I love you guys so, so, so much. My sweet angel muffin babies. I truly hope this is an amazing week. You deserve that. And if it's not, I will be here for you next week. And I love you. As always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>